Hi, I'm Guy. I'm so glad you're here. You know, for 30 years I was a professional traveling square dance caller. I traveled all over the world, traveled all over the United States. I saw it all. And you know, with all with that goes stories. There's a story for every trip I took. You know, my and I've told it at around family and everything, and everybody always says, you know what, you need to write a book. Well, I don't have time to write a book, but I do have time to stop, put my thoughts down on a recording and put it together as a podcast. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to do a weekly podcast and share these stories. Most of them hilarious. At least to me, they're funny. They're all true because I lived them. And we're going to call this, you just can't make this stuff up. So I'm glad you're here. Enjoy it. And sit back and relax. And here comes this week's episode. You know, one thing about being on the road in the 80s and the 90s, we didn't have any cell phones. And that means that you did all your hotel rooms and everything from home before you left. In fact, there were many times I used AAA uh, I had a membership to AAA so I could get their a thing called a trip tick because there was no GPS. And a trip tick, um, basically, you told AAA where you wanted to go and where you wanted to leave from. And they would make this little flip chart for you. And it's just a map, you know, and, and they were really cool. And so I had a AAA agent and I would tell them, where I wanted to go. And, and so when I would leave on a, a trip or a tour, I would have had probably 10 or 15 or 20 of these little trip ticks um, that I carried around with me. And then uh, I was in a truck stop one day and I got this great big, huge trucker's map and it was spiral bound. And I was like 40 bucks. And but the, all the pages were laminated, and you could write on them with dry erase. So I started doing my own trip ticks. I started doing my own maps uh, using this trucker's map. Great, great tool. And so one day I'm headed for, I believe I was headed for Atlanta, may, maybe Savannah, Georgia, or Atlanta, one of, the, one of the two. I can't remember exactly where I was headed. But I know where I was coming from. I was coming from Indianapolis. And I had time to get there. Uh, I had a, an extra day off. I think I was calling in Indianapolis on Friday. And I think I had to be in Savannah, Georgia on Sunday. Something like that. So I decided I took off on a Saturday morning. I took off from Indianapolis. I went going down I-65. Just doing my thing, you know. And I get to... Um, the Kentucky state line and I hear on the radio that there's a traffic accident at so-and-so intersection on the highway and the traffic is backed up for miles and miles. So I had just got this trucker's map and I'm like, great idea. As I pull it out and I look for an alternate route, I find one. And I get off at the next exit and I start following this road. It's a four lane road, you know, 55 mile an hour. And I'm like, hey, this is great. You know, I'm parallel in the highway. I can see the highway and this is great alternate route. And I'm pretty proud of myself. And 
I keep going and I keep going and I'm like, I look at the map again. It says, oh yeah, I could rejoin my highway that I was originally on 10 miles down the road and I could bypass that accident and everything. Super. <laughs> I keep going and I keep going and I keep going. All of a sudden the road goes from a four lane to a two lane. And I'm like, that's kind of weird, but okay. Yeah, it's a back back road highway, you know. And then I come up on about the area where uh, I was supposed to get on the highway. And I pull over, and I get out of my car, and I look. And absolutely, the road that I was on did cross the highway. You just couldn't get on. It went under the highway. So now I got no way to get back up on I-65. I don't know where I'm at. I'm looking at the map. And I'm having a hard time. Now, keep in mind, there's no cell phones. There's no pay phones anywhere, nothing. So I'm on my own. I'm driving a 1985 Crown Victoria. So at the time, it looked like a FBI car. Uh, it had black wall tires. All the windows were tinted. I had, a, uh, uh, I had a CB antenna on it. Of course, the CB radio was broke, so tenant was there just for looks. And so to look at the car, it looked like a, a government car, an FBI car, undercover car, something like that. Um, great car. Loved it. And I'm driving, and I'm like, well, I guess I just got to wing this. I don't have any clue where I'm at, but I've got my map. So I start heading down this this road, and... One thing's happening is there's less and less stuff going on around the side of the road. You're not seeing as many houses and you're not seeing a whole lot of stuff anymore. I'm starting to get into backcountry in Kentucky. Then the road goes from a highway speed down to kind of a, a little country road. And I start noticing that there's uh, no, there's no cornfields. Um, they're tobacco fields. And I didn't realize that they were tobacco fields until I looked and I could see in a barn all this stuff hanging in a barn. And I was like, that's tobacco. Okay, these are tobacco fields. But the speed limit on the road, I think I passed a sign, it said uh, 30 mile an hour. So now the road is starting to narrow and we're getting into more and more of a more of a rural road. But I'm, you know, now at this point, I'm just winging it because I don't have a clue where I'm at on the map. There's no, no need looking at it. Then the road turns to almost like a lane or an alley. There's no mailboxes. There's no street signs. There's nothing. But there's more and more of these tobacco fields. And then it turned to a dirt road. And I probably had been driving for maybe two hours from when I left the highway. And I've got myself completely 100% lost. Now... I'm in nowheresville and nobody knows who I am, but I'm driving this Crown Vic. 
I pull into a driveway because I was going to ask questions. And there's a guy sitting on a porch in a rocking chair on a, on, uh, at his house. And I pull into the end of his driveway. It's a long drive. And when I look, I was going to start to get out of the car. And when I look, there's a shotgun laying across his lap. And he's just rocking in a rocking chair. And I decided walking up to him asking for directions is probably not a good idea. So I turned around, backed out of the driveway, and I turned around and went the way that I came. Until I started recognizing stuff again. Now keep in mind, I'm in the backwoods of Kentucky. Way back. And I finally get to an area where the road tees, and I knew that where I had come from, I had recognized the area, so I turned and went the other direction. And now it's starting to get dark. And I had this, I told my my wife that I would check in with her. I was going to be in Knoxville by a certain time, and I would check in with her. And... I wasn't even anywhere close to Knoxville. And I kept driving and kept driving. And all of a sudden the road started getting a little bigger. So that just told me I was getting closer to civilization. And I finally come across a Ma and Pa grocery store. And I get out of the car, and there's a there's a phone booth there, so I drop uh, what I'm doing, and I get in the the phone booth. And I had back in those days, you could have an 800 number. AT and T would give you an 800 number. You had to pay for it and everything, but it was easier than carrying change and and whatnot. So I dialed my 800 number, which is my house, and my wife Debbie picks up the phone. And, she says, are you there? And I says, I don't have a clue where I'm at. I literally don't. I said, I've been to the backwoods of Kentucky, and I can tell you that, that they thought that I was a revenuer, that I was met in the driveway with a guy with a shotgun, and uh, <laughs> lucky to get out of there without having a tail full of lead. I did go into the little grocery store to find out where I was. And to this day, I can't remember what he said, you know, something Ville, something that was like Statesville, Kentucky or something like that. I was so far off of where I needed to be. I wasn't anywhere near, uh, my destination, but here's the kicker. I was only about two miles off of that highway that I wanted to get back on. And when the guy pointed me down the road, I was back on the highway from that phone call. I was back on the highway in a matter of just a couple of minutes. So I'll tell you, that was a lesson learned. I'm, I made it to um, Knoxville. I called my wife. I said, yeah, I'm in Knoxville. I'm going to head, go ahead and keep going. And I kept going. I think I got somewhere around Asheville, North Carolina, and I got too tired. So I pulled over into a gas station and I, took a nap in the front seat of my car, but, uh, and I did that quite often. I mean, in those days you could sleep in your car. And so I set my little alarm and 
took a nap and finished the rest of my trip. You know, I got down to Savannah Saturday or Sunday morning, something like that. I had to be there Saturday night, you know, or Sunday night. And uh, so I got there, you know, without too much uh, trouble as far as that goes. But I'll tell you, that's a trip that I don't ever forget. And uh, they may be backwoods, Kentucky, and they may not have computers and stuff, but they got a network and they knew that I was in that area. And so if you ever watch the show Moonshiners, um, that's exactly what the area looked like. And uh, the some of those people on that show Moonshiners, that's what that guy in that rocking chair looked like. So I know that if I had gone any farther, um, that day may have turned out a totally a whole lot different. But I don't know what it was about Kentucky and Tennessee and North Carolina, but I've got more stories for that area. I think next week's episode, we'll talk about trying to get to uh, Greenville, South Carolina, coming from Cincinnati. And the fun that I had trying to find a motel room, and that'll probably be next week's episode. So, hey, thanks for listening. We'll catch you on the next time. Hey, thanks for coming by and listening to this episode of You Just Can't Make This Stuff Up. I surely do appreciate it. These are stories that I have shared for years around the dinner table. And it seems like my kids always say, hey, tell the story about or hey, dad, tell the time about. And so we get a chance to share these stories with you. And I appreciate you taking the time uh, to listen. And if you would like to share it, boy, I would appreciate you helping get the word out. So until the next episode... We appreciate it. Please stay safe. And there you have it.